Now we return you to the test card and some music. Welcome to the Pilot Take 66, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows, past and present. He is Jed Shepard. And that guy's Rob Jelly the Jelly Man. High five me, Jed Shepard. We're in the same room. We're in the the same room. Physical contact. Actually, the first time we've seen each other for four weeks. Is it it four weeks? Yeah, because I went away for a couple of weeks, although we had podcasts lined up for those to enjoy whilst whilst I was away. I land back in Blighty to an email saying, hey Rob, can't make it to Taskmaster, which we were going to go and see (laughs) in light of doing it on the podcast. Uh, I've gone to LA. Yeah. It felt like, you know, I don't know if you if you live at home with, with other people, if you don't live on your own or such, you might sort of leave notes for each other. Yeah. You go like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym after work, mm-hmm. uh, help yourself to the dinner in the fridge. It yeah. felt like very much like one of those <laughs> notes, but like the most extravagant note I've yeah. ever received. Oh, hi, Rob. Can't make it to Taskmaster tonight. Gone to LA. <laughs> Lovely lots. Bye. It just felt so strange, but I just... Somehow wasn't surprised. No, yeah, no, it was very last minute. Um, but but yeah, you're back. I'm back. Yeah, it was post pop HQ mm. in the uh, sweltering heat of sweltering London. Sweltering heat in this oh, metal <laughs> box that we're in. That's post pop <laughs> HQ studio. And if you're going to pick a food to eat in this heat, yeah, I mean, what's an ideal food to eat in this heat? I would say Cadbury's Dairy Milk. Uh, that's exactly what I've brought Perfect. with me. So you know, something that stays solid. And, uh, yeah. and and doesn't get sticky at all. Man of my own form. heart, it's the dime flavour. Oh, you know. Which is... And people don't give lo- enough love to dime, dime there, bars. There is a lack of love for First dime. Do you ever see dime bars, like, if, if they're not in, in the in wild? Dairy no, yeah. that's the thing. I think they're all in conservation now. I think that's that's the problem. There's, yeah. I there's, think they're extinct in the wild. There's only two places you can get um, dime bars. One is inside a dairy milk bar. Uh, true, yes. Two, Ikea. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure you can still get them from Ikea, yeah. can't you? Ikea has everything. All the nice sweets. Swedish cars, you know that's those sweets? Oh, man, no. they're gorgeous. They're called Swedish cars. They're yellow packet, red cars inside. And they're like a kind of strawberry flavour, but also nail polishy flavour. <laughs> the perfect mix. So many questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't been to IKEA for a long time. Uh, go for the sweets. I may have to just go and buy a shelf <laughs> so I can buy some sweets. <laughs> go for it. Um, so are you well? Are you good now? Are you back? I'm good, yeah. Just um, we're coming on to film festival season. Uh, I can't announce... Uh, when does this go out? This goes out tomorrow, right? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I can't announce all the ones. We're in, but we're in uh, Fright Fest, which is the uh, Europe's premier uh, horror genre festival nice. which is like my favorite first or second favorite film festival in the world um and that's going to be on at the end of august you've done that one before you've been been to that before this is the first time in a row oh that's very cool yeah and I don't you do you realize though that what you're doing you're not is it whilst that is very very cool of you yeah. to do you're setting yourself a very high precedent to produce more and more so yeah. that you turn up every year with something new i think we're the, we're the first filmmaking team that has ever done that in fright fest i'm pretty sure um so, yeah. Look at me and my pal, cool. Jed Shepard, yeah. you know? <laughs> so it's kind of cool. Just hang out with any old riff raff I have, you know? <laughs> so it'll be good to see what, what, the, what people think of, of the film. Um, and I guess that's a kind of nice platform for you to go to, especially with the horror genre that you write for. Yeah. Because you really get an honest opinion on it. Like, so you get yeah. real true fans of horror who it's watch true. all sorts of horror, yeah. who will go to, oh, I love that. And that's always a really big compliment. Yeah. And then I guess if you get feedback that's maybe more critical mm-hmm. you kind of take that maybe a bit more personally but also quite more constructively because these are people who know horror nah it's always good no, I never, honestly no no, no I'm not saying you ever do but like it would, it would always be like authority you know it would come from authority rather than like me going ah it wasn't very good Jed I don't like horror like I'm, I would rather watch a cartoon yeah. well than... you say that but it's like shooting fish in the barrel that Friday Fest because they like horror anyway so true um but no, it's, we always do kind of like start the kind of film festival circuit with Fright Fest mm-hmm. in the UK. It's always basically the first one. Um, and uh, it's, it's a good start. And ha- being at Fright Fest is quite very prestigious and a good bunch of guys who run it. So, is it here in? Yeah, it's in Leicester Square, London's Leicester Square. Oh, OK, cool. So it's, uh, it's good. Um, and then fingers crossed, uh, we 
get into the other big ones around the UK. Um, I already know that we have for some of them, but um, can't announce. Can't it say yet. which. Fair enough. No, yeah. That's all right. These things happen. You've got to keep them stum for a time. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll find out in yeah. due course. And then I'm also directing my first short. That's going to happen relatively soon. Yeah. Um, that one's called Multiplex. And then I'm also writing. Um, a new film which hopefully someone will give me the money to make um, and that one's called A Love Story oh yeah horror yeah <laughs> I'm just checking I was just yeah. checking I just you know I just didn't want to sort of assume <laughs> yeah no, although the, I did the, the, the title's there to trick everyone to watch it so people will go on dates and stuff and go oh yeah it's, just, it's a love story no, not, it's quite, not. not quite. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been? Yeah, How's the comedy going? This is the first. Right, I'm right, going to okay. every single week. Okay. I'm going to badger you until you fine. do the stand up comedy. It's, it's fine. I'm working that. So, All I, right. as a matter of fact, this week I have pretty much set my mind now to my opening gambit. So, I've, I've started working on the exact wording and delivery okay. of the opening bit. I'm, I think I've got the first three minutes sorted. Oh, that's good. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm 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 98% certain that my first three minutes are in the bag. Okay. I just need to work on tightening it up a bit, yeah. practicing it a little bit. I've been trying to do it um, using my dictaphone, <laughs> just sort of just reading it out loud to myself, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. delivering it to, to myself for now, mm-hmm. listening back, thinking too slow, too quick, mumbling, yeah. you know, stuff like that. I've worked that out. Um, I'm pretty sure I know where most of the rest of it's going to go, like content-wise. Okay. Um, I just don't know where, how much to prepare. That's the problem. I don't want to sort of get overzealous and start preparing like a fifteen-minute thing because I, you yeah. know, I assume most open mics are going to maybe give me five minutes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Well, it's always good to have more than, than less. Well, exactly. I guess, I'd rather have more than I need, and I can just decide. Okay, I'm going to drop that for now, and I'll yeah. I'll make that better over time. So yeah. the good thing is you can test it on the radio, live on the radio, and see what people's reactions are. Yeah, but I think sometimes you need the visual reaction. I think uh, maybe, stand-up yeah. comedy, I think, certainly works when you can see the comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why I think sometimes I'm a bit dubious about going to see any comics in a big stadium venues. Yeah. Whilst it's amazing that they can do it, and ultimately, let's be honest, five nights at Wembley are much easier to do than 35 nights at Brixton Academy. Mm-hmm. Less less tiring, for sure. Yeah. Um, I just think you'd need to be small, up close and personal with comedy, but yeah. we'll see. Uh, Definitely going to make it happen before Christmas. Good. So before Christmas? Before Christmas. That's soon, mate. Yeah, we'll make it happen. That's before. four months. Yeah, we'll make it happen you'll, before Christmas. Hang on, okay, let me get straight. Before Christmas, you're going to do a stand-up comedy act somewhere? Yeah. Uh, will you tell anyone about it? Yeah, or of course you... we'll. Yeah, I'll oh, tell you, you yeah, oh, cool, I'll share okay. it with you, and if you can make it, then great. Nice, nice. I'm pretty sure most of the people I work with would love to come and see me and, yeah, and yeah, heckle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, okay. I'll, I'll be ready for them because I know her, I know who they are. So, <laughs> okay. and you need to record the audio, or, or I'll record the audio. Oh no, we'll fit, it's fine. We'll fit, I'll fit, we'll, if I can get if I can get someone to agree to let me have a, a little little set, a little five yeah. minute set, I'll ask them if I can film it as well. So, okay, perfect. And we'll have a little bit of it on the podcast. Awesome. So you can right. back out now. That's no, fine. Okay, That's, good. I, I want to do it. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. one of these things about getting around to sitting there and doing yeah. it. And when you wear that shirt, Rob is wearing. You can't. You guys can't see it. Rob is wearing the the most summery, bright, tropical. Yeah, do you know shirts. what? I'll try and aim for as close to Christmas as. I can and wear this shirt so it just seems really out of place yeah. that's the kind of shirt that the Animaniacs would wear yeah and we talked about the Animaniacs yeah. about four or five weeks back that's right you can catch up on the podcast via iTunes or via postpoppodcast.com uh, but let's do this week's show yep, it's gone to format um, yeah absolutely 66 episodes now of us Ooh. challenging TV shows against each other and this week is no different you're first yeah which um, one was yours the show that I'll be looking at this week and trying to kind of pitch against Rob's uh, effort. I'm calling it an effort because there's no, no way as good as the one <laughs> I'm going to pick. Um, it is the anime television classic Cowboy Bebop. I think it's time we blow this scene, get everybody in the stuff together. Okay, three, two, one, let's jam. First of all, that. That theme song um, is ridiculously good. Catchy. Um, if it were a jazz song, bloody catchy. It's like a mix of the Flintstones, yeah. as we said off-air, uh, mixed with Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Um, the kind of madcap kind of um, yeah. time signature. Um, but it's just kind of all over... The, and a little bit like Oz. Remember the theme song from Oz? Which was a little oh, bit jazzy. Yeah. And, um but like, alongside the the, the amazing well, music, there's the visuals as well. I would just say, I actually think, whilst you might be hearing it and thinking this is a bit chaotic, 
I, I cannot stress enough how well this is uh, accompanied by the visuals. Perfect. In yeah. the title sequence. Mm -hmm. um, there is an opening scene, very briefly, before you get this, this title sequence. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk about that in a second. It's, well, I wrote down here, titles and theme tune, right? It's 70s cop drama <laughs> meets Sin City. Okay. Visually and audibly, this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meets Japanese anime. Yeah. With James Bond. Yes, yes. Um, the composer is uh, Yoko Kano. Um, and um, the, the kind of music, the score throughout all of this is just... I'm, I'm, well, I'm yeah, almost swearing because how how great it is. Oh, yeah, sorry, I said... I was saying, yeah, so, sorry, I missed a, one of the concepts out. So, 70s cop drama meets Sin City uh, in a Japanese anime with James Bond in Star Wars. That, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, just to give you a little bit of history about... Actually, look, straight up front, I want to say... Can I swear? One swear word? Can you, can you allow me one swear word? Well, you, you can beep it, you can beep it. Leave the leap, leap machine alone, or would you want it? No, no, you can beep it, you can beep it. Okay, I'll step by. Hang on, ready? Ready? Are you ready? This is a fucking masterpiece. Um, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot disagree with you. And I'm swearing because I want to emphasise how much of a masterpiece this is in every single way. Um, not only does it put you into an literally another world and successfully builds that world in your head but it gives you um enigmatic characters that are more well-rounded than most tv shows that we've covered it gives you perfect music it gives you um just just amazing sound not not only the uh, the music but just just the sound effects for, for for everything that happens the voice acting's perfect the animation the style of animation is absolutely perfect it kind of harks back to almost 70s style 8 and 80s style anime um and just just the themes and concepts are, are so they're much more adult than than i'd expected before um before I'd seen this, when I was when I was a kid, basically, um, everything about Cowboy Bebop just shouts masterpiece. And if you haven't seen Cowboy Bebop before, um, after this, you listen to this podcast, go out and check it out. It's on, it's on Netflix. It will blow your mind. Rob, what was your first impressions when you when you first? Because well, you'd not I, heard of it before, I, had you? No, I hadn't heard of it before. And to be honest with you, I think all I can say off the back of that is um, that's that show talked about. Let's move on to my show because <laughs> I'm not sure I can say it much better than you have. I hadn't heard of it before. Yeah, it has such a weird name, of even just in the in the title, it's Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Uh, I think it just strikes you as something that's going to really smash together worlds that shouldn't be smashed together. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I, I make a sort of flippant comment about it, sort of feeling like a 70s cop drama meeting Sin City with James Bond in Star Wars, but it's like all those worlds colliding. It's true. And we've said it a lot with the characters you sometimes put in a show. If you've got a sort of a group of characters on paper, you know, A-Team, the strike back to the A-Team, mm -hmm. we talked about how the four of them just don't work. Like, they yeah. would never... They are the most unlikely lads, in a way, but... It's like any good recipe. Yeah. If you just get it right, you get it right. Yeah. And this, it is a masterpiece. It is is it's beautiful. Yeah. Um. It's it's tense. Mm -hmm. um, it's funny. Yeah. It's dramatic. Yeah. Um, and it continues to make you go, oh, what? Yeah, um, surprising and, and, and the, emotional. And they do that with not just the visuals and the story, but they do it with the music as well. Like to go into the actual episode and break that down, um, I summed it up in two words, which are further to the title description. I went, it's like a Western Blade Runner. I think that's that's pretty spot on, yeah. And that's that's kind of because what you have they're harmonicas going and slide guitars yeah. playing like in a kind of bluesy sense, whilst you're watching spaceships. Yeah. So just to give you a bit of background, um, so this was created by Shinichiro Watanabe, and he Easy <laughs> and he was essentially given the, you know how Transformers they only came about because um, they wanted to sell toys. Yeah. So Bandai mm -hmm. approached um, Shinichiro Watanabe and said, "Do what you want, just put a spaceship in it." That's what they said because they really? just want, they just wanted to sell a, a spaceship, spaceship toy. So he was like, "Okay, cool," and, but he was like. Right, I'm going to make this how I want to make it. Yeah. I'm going to make this better and more elevated than, than anyone's ever seen before. So he made 
he made something of beauty. It's like poetry. And he uh, handed in like his draft of what he thought it should be in like the first episode or something. And they were like, well, this isn't what we thought it'd be. We thought it'd be more like Star Wars or something. Um, well, more child-friendly. I'm not saying it's not child-friendly yeah. at all, but um, it's, it's just not... It's, it's, well, this 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 is it's what, quite drama. It's, yeah. it's it's got it's got a it's got an adult story to it, and it's yeah. not like in a rude sense. There's no swearing in it or anything like that. Yeah. But it it just it, the story. If it was acted out live action, mm-hmm. you, the story itself, word for word, scene for scene, yeah. wouldn't look out of place with live action. Yeah. Grown ups on planet mm-hmm. Earth, you know, maybe in sort of some futuristic setting, but. Yeah. Well, this and is, I think just because it's an anime, you sort of assume it's going to be kind of soft and gentle. Well, this is what the suits at Bandai thought as well. They were like, no, this isn't the kind of like commercial kind of anime that we, we expected. Mm. So they actually pulled out their funding. Um, really? Yeah. So And he was like, oh, well, if they're not funding that, I'm going to really make this how I want to make it. Um, and then luckily, another division of Bandai called um, Bandai... Vision, I think they were called, okay. um, or Bandai Motion, who dealt more with kind of, um, I think, I guess, adult themes. Um, we're like, okay, we'll fund it, um, and w- without the kind of restrictions of having to make it commercial and selling toys. So yeah, this... let's, make, let's make a great show, and then if anything comes off the back of it, exactly, exactly. So obviously, the Bebop is the spaceship in question, yeah, and um... and the cowboy is. Um, Spike. Spike, yeah, um, great name by Spike Spiegel. That's right, yeah, great name, <laughs> great name. And like Watanabe, he basically used. He said the characters in this are are kind of reflections of his own personality. Um, it, it, Spike is is part of him um, and kind of wish fulfillment almost. Um, but you'll notice that the char- all, all of the characters in this, no matter how the main characters or characters in the background, they're all almost kind of depressed they're all lonely they're all yeah looking out for, there's no one happy in this there's no one complete yeah so in a, in a normal kids show um or animation you would see at least some characters that kind of light up the movie fulfilled there's nobody in this no. that, at all not and and you you meet a lot of characters in this there's, the kind of story is about spike on the spaceship um and he's a bounty hunter um and there's a whole backstory about kind of earth being all messed up and the universe is all kind of messed up and people have populated all the planets in the universe and um, he's like a gun for hire um, and he's c- kind of hunting down these two criminals um, who are dealing in uh, drugs. Um, yep. Essentially a, a drug you can shoot into your eye. and uh, kind of... A bloody eye. Bloody eye, yeah. <laughs> and, and and that was the other point I was thinking, is the Japanese translation not quite there? Because bloody eye is a bit too on the nose. Well, I think uh, it refers to it as red eye at one point. Oh, does he? Yeah, and again, obviously being a Japanese anime, this was originally voiced in Japanese and it's yeah. been dubbed in English. Um, for us. Did you did you listen to any of the or watch any of it in Japanese? I, at I all? have previously the, watched. I mean, I don't seen. have any idea what they're saying. Yeah, on, not, other than obviously the translation I watched. But I have seen it. I have seen it just um, with the Japanese uh, vocals and with the subtitles in the past. Yeah. Okay. Um, but this is uh, the, the kind of, this kind of follows the storyline of not only introducing all the characters, but the, the first his first case that we see is chasing down these two criminals who are dealing in drugs. Yeah, but this isn't the first case he's ever had. Like no. we've we've said this about pilots that you need to sort of get access to all the the key ingredients so you know what you're watching. Yeah. But sometimes, but dropping in on something that already exists yeah, and catching yeah, yeah. up is almost part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't go on a journey with a character necessarily. No, you don't this. find out why he's like so depressed and so kind of distanced from like humanity, and and he seems very kind of a, a cold character. And you learn a bit later on in 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 the series why he's so cold and why he doesn't really get on with other why people. Why he is the way he is? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and. I found this whole storyline with with the two uh, criminals really, really enticing. Um, just just the relationship between uh, the, the the guy and the girl, yep. and how it feels like she's been dragged along, kind of. She's yeah. obviously in love with him. She's been coerced into it, isn't she? Yeah, yeah but she, there's, there's some love there, but also there's some reservation. And I feel like when she interacts with Spike, when they kind of bump into each other yep. on purpose, because Spike was following her. Um, 
there was some affection between them there. Yeah. Just, and you don't really get get that normally in, in, in an animation. You don't get these levels of human yeah. emotion. At the end of the day, you're talking about something that doesn't exist. Yeah. But the point, like, we, you know, I've, I've talked about this a lot with animated films, and the yeah. reason why people like Pixar are so good at telling stories yeah. is because they create emotion with something that doesn't exist. They are drawing yeah. it on the page but yeah. they're bringing it to life with mm-hmm. great stories yeah. and just great actors who are able to portray it with with yeah. you know their vocal talent and and the, the visuals just in that scene where where, where those two meet um, what's the girl's name again i keep i keep forgetting uh katrina katrina when K- katrina and spike first meet like the thing i had to pause it because the thing that amazed me the most is you're, you're looking at these two characters having a, a kind of their first meet cute but if you look in the background, the the world build, you see an entire city behind them. Yeah. Like Watanabe didn't need to, to kind of say to his his animators, right, I want you to put an entire city that we never go to behind them right right now. Yeah, it needs to feel like they're a tiny little Yeah. Like they're just in this really tiny little place in a huge yeah. expanse of well, built up space city. Exactly. And that's the great thing about Cabo Bebop. It, it it gives you um, it drops you into a situation where you know there's more there's more going on and this is just a tiny drop in the ocean um, and just, just I, I was just amazed at the de- level of detail in the city behind them when they could have just had a brick wall and that would have been yeah. fine because yeah you're right actually that's a good point you could quite easily have just blocked it out like they were under in an underpass of yeah, some sort exactly. and not bothered it's just absolutely but it's those attentions to detail that make you realise that it's that the storytelling is. It's crafted. Yeah. It's not just thrown together, slapdash. It's crafted into what they want it to be. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it is... It's what it's, it's wonderful. That's, that is the word for it. It's yeah. true. I mean, I would never... If I'd have stumbled upon it by mistake in a sort of... You know, when you go in one of those, like, YouTube holes and you just go through, like, the, you know, recommended videos on the side and you just keep going and going and going. If I'd have come across it, I probably wouldn't have clicked on it. Yeah. I, there, would, there would have been no incentive for me to do so if I'd have accidentally fallen into it. I, I might have just about got through but to have now gone and sat there and watched it, you know, yeah. focused on it, I immediately wanted to watch the next episode. Immediately. Yes. However, my knee was about to give out on the bike, as we've discussed <laughs> before in the last few weeks. I did watch this on the bike in the gym. Yeah. Um, because it was a nice zone to get into. And likewise, I was just in. I was there. And that's why your knees hurt. No, my knee hurts because I fell on it. <laughs> oh, um, and, yeah, long story short is I've exploded the sack of fluid in my kneecap. Jeez. Yeah, it sounds horrible. It's, it doesn't quite hurt as much as it sounds or looks. But, um, okay. Yeah, basically my knee was giving out after the 25 minutes of the episode, so I thought, all right, I'm going to save episode two for later. Yeah. Um, and then forgot to be totally honest with you. But, but <laughs> genuinely was thinking, I, I... I've invested some time in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel for him. I feel for Spike at the end because the end of this episode... In the end, um, was like a complete circle. Because they're quite... quite um, I, I imagine most of them are fairly self-contained. You, um, can, you can almost watch them probably, in any order, yeah, yeah. There's probably a ties that run through. And yeah. you know, if you're not watching enough, you'll eventually start to get some references across several episodes. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this was one story. Uh, yeah. and, and we're going to move on. But we really got to know Spike well in this. That's true. We got to see different sides of him, his cheeky side. Yeah. He's very sort of... He's very much um, a bit of a charlatan. I mean, he's got a rogue bounty hunter, isn't he? He's not one, He's yeah. not a team player. And I guess bounty hunters probably don't work in teams very well. Yeah. Certainly not, not in this universe. I mean, he is basically Han Solo meets James Bond meets Bruce Lee. Um, he, he he knows martial arts. He um, is a kind of a sp- he is literally a space cowboy, um, and he has he's charming. He he seems to be a jack of all trades. He can do anything. Yep. Um, and bit did, of a Jack the Lad as well. Yeah. And did you find like the kind of en- ending for the for Katrina um, was tragic and beautiful at the same time? Yep. Um, I'm not going to spoil it for those who want to watch it, but just the sequence of events that happened at the end, that kind of end It's a sort of thing. That it's a sort of... beautiful. To be honest, the, the, first, the, last, the last couple of minutes in this are on par with some of the last episodes of seasons I've seen yes. in some of the best dramas yeah. I've watched. And that includes things like Sopranos. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. genuinely, like, the end of it, you go, what? Yeah. 
No. You're like... He can't... Yeah. What? It's like I, I she's mean, redeemed I mean, herself, but... I, oh, no. Yeah. This is in 25 minutes in an animated show. Yeah. I And I, I think... Look, you, you... We can spend 25 minutes talking about it. Yeah. Or you can spend 25 minutes watching this episode. Yeah. I... I because do you remember when we talked about... Um, or do anything to twist your arm to go and watch it and, yeah. and try to find an argument against what we're saying because I genuinely think this is one of the best animated stories I've ever watched. Yeah, good. Because do you remember when we talked about the other anime? We talked about um, Attack on Attack Titan. On Titan yeah. And you were, you were surprised then about how good it was. Yeah. Um, and um, I was surprised about how good it was. And that kind of renewed my love for anime because mm-hmm. before then I was just like, oh, I've checked out. I think I've watched the best animes that there can be. Um, but then... Turns out you were wrong. Well, I'd already watched Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yeah, but true. going back to watch it again, I was just like, oh my God, this really is as good as I remember. And it's really rare you go back and watch something that you watched years ago and it's still as good. Um, and it... Yeah, watching it again, it was just like, bloody hell, this is brilliant. <laughs> and like, it's always it's considered... This isn't something new. It's con- always considered a masterpiece. It's always one or number one or number two when people... Ha- important knowledgeable people pick the greatest like animations of all time it's always yeah. one or two um to be quite I mean, honest this is going to get a high school yeah, from I me mean, if, 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 if what we've said so far doesn't convince you there is a fight scene to jazz music in it oh it was great um like more slide guitar harmonica and whistling than you've seen in any western ever yeah, yeah. um spaceships yeah drugs love it's got everything. It's it's yeah. got it's just got a little bit. It's got of green peppers and beef. Yeah, special green yeah. peppers and beef. Yeah, about the beef. Um, <laughs> a, a special green peppers and beef that even Jed could eat. Yeah. Um, it was released on or first shown on the twenty fourth of October in nineteen ninety eight. Um, that was the Japanese edition. Uh, yeah. It was then dubbed three years later, the second of September two thousand and one. Yeah. Um, so it's it's nigh on twenty. Well, it's twenty years old. Yeah. Before we move on, I'm going to ask you a question. Uh huh. There's always talk about this being made into a live action movie. It's not. It's not being done yet. Who would? Who would? Oh, who would play yeah, Spike? You swine. Who would play Spike and who would direct it? Who would direct it? That is. A t- that's probably harder than the actor. Okay, I'll, I'll start first. So give you time. Um, In my mind, the only there are only a couple of people who I think could do a good version of this. Go on, Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. It would have to right, be so, him. Uh, so, to quick, quick side world question building. Then. You've seen Ready Player One? Yes. I haven't yet, but I have seen more and more clips of it now. Yeah. And I can't help but think, what have I missed? Like, I should sit down and watch uh, that. 100%. Like, don't um, listen to the, the haters out oh, there. Oh, don't do that anyway, because, you know... Ready they're, Player they're, One's great. They haven't got my brain. Um, Spielberg, Spielberg would do this right. That's a very, very good shout. Yeah. And I think... Lead character. <clears throat> I mean, it's, I think it would easy, be easy to say someone like Ryan Gosling... Um, but maybe he hasn't. Yeah, no. Got I, the right I was going to say actually, maybe not because. Well, my initial gut thing, and I've backed out on it a little bit, was Keanu Reeves, and then I'm like, he's not charming enough. Well, it's really funny because he was penciled to, really? to be Spike in a previous iteration of when this film okay. was going to come out, because that would make sense because he knows martial arts. Oh. There's not that many... There'll be an unknown. And I don't mean that rudely. There'll be someone who's not like an A-list actor that we yeah. can recall names straight away. Um, and I think, actually, this might suit being uh, a a non-A-list actor. I think that'd be a good shout. It'd, I it'd genuinely be a newcomer. think, like, some some up-and-coming actors, some, yeah. like, re- like new new talent yeah. um, coming through... Oh, that's. I, uh, I, I, I hope they do because they they did make a, uh, an animated movie in two thousand one. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I haven't yeah, looked yeah. it up or anything like that. But um, I can't help but think that this worked because it was a TV show. And it was twenty five minutes long, yeah, and yeah. it was a season of twenty six episodes. Mm-hmm. In this case, if, if they could turn it, and they could write a, and oh yeah. That'd and, be good. That'd yeah. be really good. And a couple of friends of mine, uh, Jason and Richard, they have a podcast where they're going through every episode of of Cowboy Bebop and discussing it. Uh, so shout out to uh, Wulong Talks. Um, they're Absolutely. probably listening to this right now. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I just think this may get a very, very high score for both yeah, of us. I can't imagine this being far from the top of the pile. Yeah. 
So Shall we do my show then? Let's go into your show, which is a good show. It, it is. It's a good show. It is very good. And uh, this first episode, I remember having seen before. I'm, I sort of watched it and going, oh, yeah, I have seen this. Just not for a while. Um, and I really enjoyed it as well. It's a good one. It's Futurama. Making a claim straight off the bat here, I think this might be the first theme tune we've done on this show. Yeah. Which its lead instrument is the bells. Could be. 132 television pilots we've watched now. Yeah. Take 66. I think it's the first bell theme tune. I mean, I can't believe it took us this long to, to find a bell song. Unbelievable. The world needs more cowbell. Unbelievable. That's a fa- that's a- <laughs> Get out. <laughs> um, it's catchy. It's very catchy. Uh, from the makers of The Simpsons, undoubtedly, you look at it just for five seconds, you know yeah. it's come from a very uh, similar mindset and, and from the same hand, really. Matt Groening. Matt Groening. Uh, the episode's called Space Pilot 3000, and uh, it was aired uh, in 1999. It's actually based in 1999 as yes. well. They, they themed it on the New Year's Eve yep. of 1999 into the new millennium, and uh, the essence of this whole episode is when Fry... Um, who is the lead character in it, the ginger, uh, he falls into a cryogenic freezer for a thousand years. Yeah. He just doesn't realise that until he comes out and wakes up. Yep. Um, and you are going on the journey with him. You, 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 you drop into this episode straight away and you meet Fry. He's a delivery boy uh, for a pizza company. Reluctant he delivery hates boy. his life. Yeah. He's depressed. Um, so, similar little aspect to here Scott's to Spike. Spike Spiegel. Um, he just wants to do something else with his life. He, you know, he, he doesn't really have any friends. He's got no one in his life, necessarily. He's, he's just really bumming it along. And here he is on New Year's Eve, out delivering pizzas yep. on his own, while the rest of the world is standing by, ready to count in the millennium. Yep. And, um, cracks a beer by himself. Cracks uh, a beer on his own in this, like, what... Abandoned. Well, yeah, because obviously he's a delivery boy, so he's turned up at this lab, gone into this lab, and there's no one there. He's like shouting around and he's thinking, oh, well, I'll eat the pizza myself then. Yeah. Puts his feet up, rocks back on the chair. Where did he get the beer from? I can't. Did he just. I have don't know. I think he might have found it in the, in the lab, I'm right, guessing. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, this and a lesson for all uh, children. The reason that they say in school, don't lean back on your chair, isn't for your safety. It's because you'll fall into the cryogenic freezer at the back of the class and end up there for a thousand years. It happened to me. It was I'm, I was I'm I know, originally this, from the year one thousand. I, I know you're a time traveling, yeah. you know, wizard. Yeah. Why you know so much about the world? Yeah. Um, it's yeah. It's it's a brilliant show. Very fun. It's got that similar feel to Simpsons naturally because it's by the same hand in Matt Groening, um, but it's very much an adult level. Not so much like the Family Guy. Yeah. Because when we talked about the Simpsons and Family Guy um, before, we said how. Simpsons is very accessible to all. Yeah. Family Guy is just that notch up to the adult mature, league. Yeah. Whereas this kind of fits a sort of 16-plus audience, yeah. I think. It's well, a little bit little bit edgy without being rude. The way I would describe Futurama to anyone who hasn't seen it is it's like The Simpsons, but not as good. That's basically what yeah, Futurama is. Yeah, I'd go with that. Yeah, I'd <laughs> um, go with that. It, it, because... There are episodes of The Simpsons <clears throat> where they kind of show you futuristic things, um, and I like that. But seeing it all the time, like hooking, hooking the whole show on almost like one gag, like yeah, in the future everything's crazy. It's a bit tiresome, um, and I feel like it's hard for me to tell the difference between episodes. This first episode is a classic, um, and they revisit this episode in future episodes. Where they explain things that happened. Well, I, yeah, it's one of the things I found out after watching it. Yeah, is that there are quite a lot of uh, phrases you might have heard of before. Easter eggs, mm-hmm. um, little bits, details, references in the first episode that come back to in the for the duration of the next seven. Well, next seven seasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I, I would agree to an extent. I've watched you know, many episodes of it in all sorts of orders. And they're very standalone, I think. You know, I don't think you need to understand where the story comes from in this pilot to watch any other episode. I think yeah. you could, if it was on right now on the telly, you could sit there and watch it, pick up most of what you need to know and enjoy it enough. Oh, 100%. Uh, and yeah. you wouldn't be offended. You'd probably, you'd probably have a little smile, probably have a little laugh because there's, there's always some quips in there. There's always some quick gags. There's always some silliness, a bit of slapstick as well. Um, I just think... I, I, I don't know. I can't... I, what I tried to work out was, why did they create it? And not in a bad way. I'm just like, what What was... I mean, they, they obviously had this to... idea, like, whether it was Matt or it was... And I can't remember the other guy who worked with him on this, and I do apologise, I should have written that down, but it feels like a sort of an idea that was bubbling away yeah. for a while, and they suddenly realised what they could do with it. it, what, it what it was was a guy from now being alive in a thousand years' time. The kind of way that you always sort of wonder what you what would happen if we had a time machine, we went back two hundred years with an iPhone, yeah. how much it would freak people out. I mean, I hate to be cynical, but I think the reason why they made this was because Simpsons made infinity money, uh, and Fox was just like, "Can you do this again?" Um, because we want infinity money again. Um, so yeah, so Fox just gave them the money to to make it, and because he and during they were just pushing their luck and just doing, trying to create the weirdest thing they could think of. Well, um, because. I mean, I'm sure they they enjoy the bits in Simpsons where they get to kind of do kind of weird futuristic things. Like they they kind of covered it in in those um, Treehouse of Horror episodes where they get to be a bit more outlandish, a bit more fantastical. And now they've got a TV show that they're able to fulfil all those fantasies all the time, all the time. And I think if you see that kind of thing all the time, it gets less funny and funny. By yeah. the episode. I, I don't know if this is a show that you would necessarily sit and watch through in order from start to finish. I mean, I've done that before. Have you? I, I, I've literally blitzed five seasons of this in in a spa- very short period of time, and um, it, it just gets boring to be to be quite honest. Um, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. This is better than most TV shows out there. It's funny. Leela's brilliant. Yeah. Um, Voiced by the wonderful Katie Seagal, by the way. Katie Seagal's. Who- Amazing. Who I always hear the voice of and I see in any other thing. Peg Bundy? Huh? She's Peg Bundy in Married with Children. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't matter what I see her in, what I hear her in, the only thing I can see her as is um, Clay's wife in In Sons Sons of Anarchy, Anarchy, which we've got to do at some point. We haven't done Sons of Anarchy? No, it's been on the list for a long time. Oh, okay. And the second we do this, my missus will jump for joy because she got me into that. Yeah. And she'd watched the three seasons at that point that were out, yeah. up to date, and she was like, oh, we've got to watch it from the beginning again. And I went, no, I'll jump in at season four, it'll be fine, I'll pick it up. Have right. you watched the first episode? So, right. we blitzed three seasons good, 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 to good, good, get good. up to date with season four, and yeah. then we watched it in, in time. But yeah, she, she any opportunity, any time we finish any season, she's like, Santa Veneke? And I'm like, no, we're not watching it again just because we've got nothing else to watch. If, we, if we're patient or try something new, we'll find something. Hang on, if you've got nothing to watch, then... then we're, no, seriously, we're, we have. We're, okay, I just yeah. tried to twist her arm for some of these. Uh, I was going to say, we've got thousands of things to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Um, but yeah, so I, I think Casey is, is, is fantastic and, and Lila's a fa- really, really good character. Lila's my favourite character. I think she has the mo- one of the most interesting storylines. Yeah. Um, she's alone... I think, yeah, I think it's quite nice actually to to see her story, where she her sort of um, her genesis really, yeah. in that she's this lone alien on the planet, yeah, um, and she's just got a mundane job like everybody else. <laughs> she's just kind of gone, oh, all right, fair enough, yeah, yeah, fit in and carry on, you know. Uh, and Fry meets her because Fry is assigned a job because in the future you're just given a job. Yeah, it's in the database, and you get a chip, and that's it. You and if you don't accept it, you get blasted into the sun. Yeah, you get fired. Uh, no, what do, they, what do they call it? They, he said something. You get, you get um, um, fired into the sun. Yeah, oh, that's it. Out of the cannon <laughs> into the sun. That's it. Yeah. yeah. He goes, well, brilliant. Then I then then I quit. He goes, you're fired. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I mean, some of the fun elements of having a, a TV show set in the future is you get to have futuristic gags. So, should we talk about some of the futuristic things that Fry sees when he emerges? Yes, go for it. So, first of all, um, you get the hydro- pneumatic tubes that go around the city, which yep. is their, their form of transport, where you're very much like the Jetsons, very Jetsons esque, uh, where you um, put yourself in it and you zoom along. I'm assuming based on air pressure. And you sta- yeah, and you stand in it and you tell it where you want to go and it just takes you off yeah. to it. 
which is actually that's what happens in the Jetsons. Um, and then you've got uh, this suicide booth, which uh, Fry mistakes <laughs> for a phone. I'm glad um, you came onto this because Bender. Bender's already in line. Well, he meets Bender there, doesn't yeah. he? He meets Bender, who's the robot in this uh, yeah. thing. So if you've ever seen sort of snapshots of the show, uh, Bender's the robot. Yeah, and, and Bender's basically the analogue for Homer. Bender is the Homer of uh, Futurama, and Fry is Bart Simpson, <sighs> and Leela is Marge. I don't know if Bender is Homer. What, he drinks a lot, he's foul-mouthed, I don't, he's I, always trying yeah, to strangle sure I'm not, Fry. I'm not sure he is. He, oh, he is definitely is he? Homer. Come on. He's always drinking. He has a menial job. He's always trying to strangle Fry. He yeah, no, okay, now you said like that. I, yeah, I guess, mate, now you said like that. I just, it didn't, it didn't immediately strike me as that. Oh, he's, he's, a hun- he's definitely a Homer. And I think he's voiced by the same why? guy, right? But why, why would you do that? I mean, I get that they Fox came up and went, look, make another one. Because there's, um, there's a formula, and it's a, it's a form, formula, and Family Guy uses the exact same for, formula. Family Guy has the exact same yeah. character yeah, as Simpsons. Every, every family-based TV show But well, they didn't do it with the family this time. They did it with a bunch of randoms that came together to be a team at the end of it. Essentially a family. Yeah. Um, uh, the professor I didn't, I didn't, is didn't the grandpa... Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, that that I certainly agree with you for sure. Yeah, um, and okay, so there's a suicide booth, which is a I think it costs fifty cents and it, it kills you, um, which is I, uh, right. So, could you show that episode today? Of course, you can. Yeah. No, 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 no. Never seen Futurama before. Yeah, it's piloting tonight on telly. Yeah, how many complaints do you think would get sent to Ofcom if that aired tonight? You'll, you'll get a few because people I think are mental. I, I think it would be very close to being canned immediately for that gag. No, I don't think I think, so. I genuinely think the television viewing public now, yeah. in 2018, m- not all of them, because most people are able to take a joke and l- go with it, just let it ha- let it slide. Yeah. But I think this would generate an awful amount of complaints. Well, Personally, I'll look past it. Throw those people in the bin. They don't... I, I, I'll look past it. It's an animation. Yeah. It's set in the future. It's a robot, for goodness sake. Yeah. Um, and I don't take offence to it. So, yeah. whatever. But I think if you showed this today as the, for the very first time, yeah. with no context of what Futurama is, get... I, I think you would... You get similar jokes. Water. You get similar jokes on The Simpsons, though. Yeah, but it's it's the it's the booth element of it, and it's like the fifty p. <laughs> yeah, it's so. But some of these are like real fifty style really sci-fi I actually concepts. Think it's very clever as a yeah. gag because it's actually really challenging. Yeah, it really challenges your moral compass. You, if you don't at least acknowledge the fact that there was a bit of a. <laughs> moment. I mean, it's done in a slapstick way <laughs> where the knife of comes out and says, "You're get, dead now." Goes, Would you like to die fast and uh, quick, uh, fast and painless, or slow and painful? Mm. You've chosen slow, slow and, and painful. painful. Good yeah. choice. Um, and and I think it's very clever because it it does just just it just pokes your moral compass uh-huh. and goes ready for something a bit edgy. Yeah. Um, but it also makes you think, how did we get to this situation where <laughs> a thousand, in a thousand years' time, this will be a machine on the street? But it's also quite ironic that he's pretty much down in the dumps about life. Yeah, yeah. And he's rediscovered now that actually the world's completely changed, a thousand years in the future. Yeah. And he's probably less depressed now than he was five minutes, well, a thousand years ago. Yeah. I, yeah, it's a, weird, it's a weird one, but I, I, I found it very interesting that they did something like that, and I don't remember it being in there from before. Yeah. But. Well, some of the other things that he's seen, he goes into a museum, and the museum's full of heads. heads. Yeah, and yeah. the heads in jars are one of the most famous things that people remember about Futurama. Uh-huh. Um, so just to give you an idea, like um, museums are now a place for people to get knowledge from figures, public figures from the past. So you've got the kind of like wall of presidents' heads, and you've got like yeah. Nixon, Nixon's jar smashing, and then Nixon chomping onto Fry's arm. Um, as Leela comes in with the police. Um, but also, one of the other interesting things is the New York of the past, of the year 2000, is now underground. Yes. And this is new New York on top of it. But it doesn't make any sense because he was in... The, when he emerges from from his pod, he's above ground. They moved the pods. But why, why do they keep him in there then? Why didn't they just go, oh, this guy's been in here, like, well, we'll open it now. 
Well, for the same reason he when he went in there, he doesn't open any of the other pods. I don't know. You don't see anything in the other pods, but the other pods are all closed up. Is that to say that maybe in future episodes the people who are in the other pods are going to come out and join him? There are other people from the past. See, that that wasn't a big thought, but it certainly struck me as being, okay, he's come out a thousand years later, yeah. but the other pods are all still there. They were there when he went in. They were there still when he came out. But aren't they empty? I don't think they were. Well, oh, okay. I don't think you see whether they're empty or not. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. So, I, so there's a little, little, little moment where I think, oh, maybe there are other people who've come in from the past who've yeah. frozen themselves thinking Millennium Bug's on the way. I'm just going to sit tight and in the future someone can thaw me out and we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah. And uh, this might be a good time for, for us to say that, please, guys, be careful of that Millennium Bug because it is it's going to get us. Oh, I learned something actually this week. What's that? that apparently America yeah. officially stopped funding research into the Millennium Bug yeah. only this year. That's Donald Trump. Yeah, he put, <laughs> he put a stop to it. But I think uh, it's misleading because there are... S- it, it wasn't like just research into no, Millennium no, Bug no, they no. were doing, but like he made it out like it was. Anyway, the, um, the other thing that I really, really like about Futurama is its ability to predict stuff that's happening now. So... Um, if you if you Google Futurama, you'll get lists upon lists upon lists of things that they've predicted. And if you if you're having a sci-fi show um, set in the future, you're always going to predict things. So they've predicted a bunch of different technology that's come out now that they predicted will be around in three in year three thousand, um, and. It's, it's, it's great, and it's the same with The Simpsons. Like, there's lists upon lists of people um, who said that Simpsons predicted this, Simpsons predicted yep. this president, Simpsons... Because apparently Simpsons predicted that that Trump would, would be president. Um, and Futurama predicted a whole bunch of stuff as well. So it's, it's kind of curious, and it's interesting in, in that way as well, because it's very prescient. But there's no surprise that it's, it's doing things like predicting it with storytelling, because it's, it's from the same creators. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, um, but I mean, the, the, and this episode ends on a, on a real kind of interesting note as well because the whole episode about is about him not not enjoying his life. He doesn't want to be a delivery, uh, boy, delivery anymore. boy anymore. And by the end of the episode, he's he's like, D- "I'm a delivery boy, yay!" <laughs> and he's come he's to repackage to something extra, yeah, more exciting because it's a delivery boy in space. Um, and it's it's kind of lesson to us all, like. Sometimes, uh, if we're not happy with a situation, if you look at it from another perspective or just give it some time, you might actually be doing what you're supposed to be doing or you yeah. might actually be where you're supposed to be. Yeah. It's just a matter of you know, riding, a, riding away for a little bit. Yeah, it's a good point. There are some depth things, deep things in this. And yeah. uh, similarly to The Simpsons at times, it touches on very serious things. We, when we talked about the pilot episodes of that, the whole yeah. rescue dog thing. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, they they rescued a greyhound yeah. um, from being basically cast out and chucked on mm-hmm. the streets. So there are some like real life affirming moments at yeah. times in these in these shows, even for being an animated one at like that. But do you um, find do you find that Futurama is as good as The Simpsons? Well, no, no, nor, nor do I. And I don't think I think it's, it's as harder timeless. to. Be, I think it's. I think it's harder to be. I think. It, <laughs> I think it's harder to be related to, to to be able to relate to this than it is The Simpsons because The Simpsons is family. Yeah. Because it's mum, dad, kids, granddad, cat and dog. Mm-hmm. It's very much something you can even if you haven't got cats and dogs or kids or whatever. Yeah. You can you can relate to it. Okay. Whereas space is the unknown. It, it and and the future is the unknown. Like let's. Let's be honest, we're all sitting here in 2018 thinking next year Brexit finishes and all that sort of stuff, and nobody knows what's going to happen with that. Um, yeah. From one day to the next, we keep hearing this, that, and the other. Yeah. And I, I think because of that, it's all very much guesswork. Yeah. And so I don't think you can emotionally attach yourself to something that you don't know is real or mm-hmm. true, yeah. or at least based in some sort of reality. Um, let's be honest. Well, phones, are, what iPhones, what ten years old now? Mm-hmm. Um, Fifteen years ago, could anyone have imagined that that, that we had phones that could that were completely touchscreen and that unlocked by looking at your face? No. Now I know the technology is not perfect. Blah 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 blah. But we would never have seen that coming. Fifteen years ago. True. True. I think what's happened in 15 years is quite frightening when you think yeah. how long some things were 
in 15 years' time, <clears throat> phones will probably be I mean, this obsolete. Show, this, yeah, this show is 20 years old next year. 20 yeah, years okay. old. How is Futurama 20 years old next year? That's crazy. That's crazy. Like, how um, is it that they stopped, they stopped making it five years ago? Well, the same team is bringing out a new TV show on Netflix. Um, oh, yes. Set into in a fantasy kind of world, a bit like um, Game of Thrones type fantasy. Um, we spoke about it the other week, I'm didn't sure we? we did. I can't remember the last yeah. one now it's called. It's called something like... Oh, I like, do know the one you mean, though. Yeah, I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, it's Dungeons and Dragons. On Netflix, starting. for sure. Um, so it was the 28th of March, 1999, that this episode landed. So they were certainly predicting the very near future in the end of... 99, and then 1,000 years into the future. Uh, Seven seasons, uh, the first four were on Fox, between 99 and 02, and then Comedy Central picked it up in 08. So it was a six-year gap, and they ran seasons five, six, and seven uh, until 2013. 140 episodes, uh, finished on the 4th of September, five years ago. So not too... Oh, wow, five years ago. Wow, okay. Um... Lots of Easter eggs, as we mentioned. Uh, quite impressed to see that uh, Billy West, who's the voice of Fry, yep. is also the voice of the Professor, and Nixon's head. Ah, oh, wow. Okay. So, a uh, very talented voice actor there in that, in that guy. Isn't it? And didn't see any names on the Futurama list that were in any of the Simpsons list. Or maybe that was a deliberate choice to make sure that, didn't... whilst it was animated by... Wasn't Bender... Voiced by the guy that voiced Homer. What, John DiMaggio? Oh, no, it's not him then. No, not John DiMaggio did Bender. Ah, OK. So I thought, I thought that was quite an interesting sort of tactic. And Do you know why? Whilst you've got a lot of similarities to Simpsons for natural reasons, yeah. they obviously want to stay away from it. Well, the main reason probably... And probably... The cost, yeah, because they're, they're being the paid a billion pound per episode. It's <laughs> um, <because> not true. <laughs> you cannot... Oh, listen, if you're going to say it, say it was two and a half billion an episode, all right? Let's get the numbers right. Because they were on, like, season, what, 30-something? 29, in, 29 this year. Imagine you're having a pay rise every year and you're... Well, they're on, like, half a million an episode. It's got we talked more, about it, I'm sure. If, really? you, if you listen back to our episode of Simpsons vs. Family Guy, we talk about the, the figures and, and such okay. they get paid. I thought it was more... Um, I think it went up. I think it was yeah. up at literally like eight hundred grand an episode, okay. and then I think where they all agreed to bring it down a notch so that so we can keep going. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think they're all at about four hundred. Again, listen oh, back to we the, Simpsons, have a round, the Simpsons like... and Family Guy episode that we did um, about sort of ten, maybe even longer ago than now on the pilot. Um, we we talk about the numbers there. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I yeah. enjoyed it more than I I expected to. I thought it might have been a bit of a Weak episode, but actually it was better than I thought yeah, it was going to be. Introducing his characters, yep, was, was good. We're with Fry. We're going on this journey with Fry. Yep, um, he's just arrived in the year three thousand, like we have. Yep. Um, let's see what happens from here. And they go off into space. They escape, and the journey begins yep. essentially. And, and here we go on a, on a weird and wild ride in in the future. Mm. Um, all right, let's do some scores. Okay, so start with Cowboy so Bebop. Let's do Cowboy Bebop. I don't know how this is going to go I'm a little bit dubious as to whether or not okay well, I'm going to start however you want is Planet Earth going to get knocked off the top spot here because well, that's what's currently top currently top of our league table is Planet Earth what, what on 19 19 and the A team also has 19 so for it to get 19 we would have to give it 9.5 each, each. Right? Um, I'm giving Cowboy but be honest with it come on yeah I'm. Thing is, I really wanted to give it ten. I really do because I, I I do think it's probably the is best. Is it perfect? I mean, I know you said the word perfect a few times, but is it perfect? Is it your eleven? Is it that good that it gets you one and only eleven? Not my eleven. Thing is, right, the other the other thing that I gave nine nine point five. So there's two things I've given nine point five so far. Planet Earth. Yep. And I actually wish I didn't. Because I think, in hindsight, I would probably have given it a nine. It's and the then, greatest documentary ever made, pal. True, true. But I, I think the first episode of Lost is the greatest pie that episode of all time. I know you do. And I give that 9.5. You're going to match it, aren't you? I'm going to have to match it. I think it's on par. And it's, it's, a different, <clears throat> it's a different genre. It's a different format. It's an animation. But I don't think there is a better animation that's come out. And I think... This is such a 
amazing pilot episode. It's it's almost standalone. You don't have to watch anything else. You can just watch this and you'll know everything. Um, nine, 9.5. I'd give it 9.75 if I could, but 9.5. <laughs> Only half marks available here, my friend. Yeah. What's your view on this? Um... The thing with this, as we say regularly, is that once you sit down and watch it, you get a really gut instinct of how much you like it. Yeah. And you kind of in your head know out of ten what you'd rate it. Yeah. Then we sit down and chat about it. And yeah. sometimes it sways it. Yeah. Up or down. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of arming around the eight, eight and a half level. Okay. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. But the more I think about it, the more I talk about it with you, the mm-hmm. more I like it. Good. It's whether or not I go nine and a half and match it. I don't know. Is it that good? I think it's a masterpiece. I, 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 I just, I, I'm seriously thinking. I, I, well, we think I would kick myself. I think I would kick myself. I go nine right now. Yeah, and it doesn't make joint top spot. Which it won't if you give it a nine. No, I, I think I'll continue to look at it on the league table and think I've been unfair there. I've been harsh just be just because it's an, an anime. Has has there been a better pilot episode? That's the question. Has there been a better one? No. I'm going to go 9.5, mate. Okay. I'm going to match it. I'm going to go 9.5. We're going to give it 19. So this matches the top this score we've top, ever given. Joint top with Planet Earth and the A-Team, I'm... who are both brilliant pilot episodes. Hang on, we gave it... I mean, A-Team is a brilliant pilot episode, but did we give that top marks yeah, as well? Yeah, it was 19. 19 out of wow. 20. Wow. That's amazing for so many reasons. Yeah. So many reasons. But like, if you think about this... That's one of the longest pilot episodes we've done. Yeah. Because we we yeah. wanged on for ages about that because it was so good. Yeah. We did about 40 minutes on the A-Team and about 15 on the other show we did that week, which was MacGyver. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you... I nearly forgot which we did it and what we did it against. <laughs> so, so let's talk about the three top ones. So we've got Planet. a documentary, Planet Earth. Yeah. We've got a... Uh, Essentially a TV film. Yeah, a TV film, um, which is completely different than than Planet Earth. That's the A-Team. And then we've got another... Japanese anime. So three completely different types of TV shows, which shows the variation of... Of pilot episodes, and um, it shows that we're not just sticking to like one thing. Yeah, I think the only thing it, it lacks is the new character element. But we are we are joining, it. I guess, Spike Spike on his continuing journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we just don't arrive as a new character yeah. type thing. So we can't affirmatively say that this is the greatest pilot we've ever watched because it's joint. But it's greatest. It's damn close to it. Yeah, but it's definitely the the best animated show we've covered and oh do you know what not even questioning that I, I can't think of, I, I don't think that's ever going to be beat not animation. An animation no animation's no. going to beat that no wow so we already know the future arms not going to beat it but let's, no. let's stick it in the league table anyway um, I, I really enjoyed it it, yeah. was, it was good fun I certainly have watched more I would continue watching it if it was on yeah um, but I'm going to give it I think a fair six that's a lot lower than I thought you would give it. Um, I'm going to give it a yeah. seven. Okay. Um, because I like Futurama, and I think this first episode has all the elements that kind of you, you makes you learn about it, so you kind of appreciate it a bit later on. Mm. Um, but no, I think that's fine. So six and a seven, that's 13. 13? Yeah. Well, we already know where Cowboy Bebop goes on the league table, so let's just <laughs> not worry about that for a minute. Um, wow. Where's 13 end up? So, wow, and like guys, I feel, I feel, I feel like I've been a bit harsh here on Futurama. No, I, I don't know. I think that's I think what that, I wrote down. I mean, I wrote down six instinctively, so yeah. and I didn't feel like I. It's not the best episode of Futurama. There, there uh, are better ones. Um, Thirteen. So along the likes of uh, the US Office, Twin Peaks, House, Only Fools and Horses, and The Wire. See, that's that's in good company. All great company, shows. Yeah, all great shows. Unbelievably, which have semi-average. <laughs> Cowboy Bebop yep. at the top of the table great. with Planet Earth and the A-Team. That's great. That's nuts. And guys, like, can't stress this enough. Please, please do watch Cowboy Bebop. It's available on Netflix right now. I'd be worldwide. really surprised if anybody finds they really don't enjoy it 
or, or you know, like they really dislike it. I feel like it's almost impossible to do such a thing. So, oh, oh, you know, yeah, it's almost a challenge, I guess. Even if you're not into in, into animated Japanese animated TV shows, you're probably mm-hmm. thinking, oh, I'm not going to be into that. You will be into you'll that. You forget you're watching it. To be honest, you'll yeah. forget you're watching an anime. Yeah, if you just like minutes. beautifully formed stories. Yeah. Then this is this is for you. It doesn't matter what format it's in. Just just watch I think, it. I think we've banged the drum for it now. Yeah, I think, I think we, we have. <laughs> <laughs> so we should pick some shows to do next week. Okay, um, um, I'm going to go first, go first as you went first with game uh, with um, cowboy. Um, bro, we can go anywhere really, can we? With this, I've got an idea of what I want to do. So I feel like I want to do something new. Yeah, that's what but, I want to do. But nothing. I haven't heard of anything brand new right now. That's Massively going, do this now. Well, that, my one's going to be a recommendation. Well, depending on what you pick, my one's going to be a recommendation um, from my Smegheads co host, Daniela. Um, she recommended a show for me to watch. Oh, oh do you want to go first? I'll go first, yeah. If I'll you've go got first. something to mind, go, let's go yeah. for it and see if it inspires something else. So I'd never heard of the show before until, like, um, for another podcast, I was um, due to interview an actress um, called um, Abigail Spencer, Mm -hmm. who is a famous actress. She was in Mad Men. She was in uh, Suits. Um, But she's in a new TV show called Timeless, which was cancelled, but then in the last couple of weeks have just been saved one of those many shows that have been saved. Um, so it's coming back for a third season, and that's Timeless. Roughly what's it about? Um, it's about Abigail Spencer time-travelling. Um, yeah, damn, we've already done Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, so, but it doesn't have to be about time travel. No, I know. Um, maybe something female, female-fronted uh, kind of drama. Is there anything like that? Um, rings, rings the bell on the list. I'm just trying to think of stuff I've been trying to watch recently, and yeah, I mean it doesn't it doesn't have. No, to. I know, I know it doesn't have to be. But I'd like to yeah. try and pit it with some, against something that's yeah uh, of similar ilk at least. Let me time travel. There's time travel. Um, okay, have we done? I can't even remember if we've done this. Okay. So um, you might have to just go to me. No, yeah, we've already done Are you going to say Cowboy Bebop again? No. <laughs> no. Have we done Cowboy Bebop? Not that bad. Have we done Sherlock? Yeah. We have, haven't we? We've done Sherlock, yeah. Because I kept thinking about it for the last couple of weeks, thinking we should do Sherlock at some point. Because <laughs> I keep seeing Benedict Cumberbatch everywhere at the moment. Did we do that? That was like episode two or three. While, we did that real early on. A while ago. I think that was episode two. Take two. Was that that early? Blimey. We did it really early on, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, well, obviously, that's not what we're doing then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, this is really hard. I'm trying to look down the list of things on Netflix right now. I'm looking yeah. at what we've got on our list. What, what's that okay. people said? Okay. Okay. Um, time stands still for two minutes what? across the whole planet in the pilot episode, and nobody knows what happened. That's fast forward. Yeah. Is it fast forward? Oh, nice. Flash forward. Flash forward, that's Flash the Flash forward. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not technically time travel, but time stops. Well, I, 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 I never watched it? the ending of that, so I have no idea. Did you ever finish that show? No. And they cancelled it after two seasons. Oh, what's Nobody Knows? So I don't know if they ever got to a conclusion at <gasps> any point. Okay, can I counter that? Do you want to do flash forward or do you want to do the leftovers? I don't know what the leftovers is. Surprisingly. I, uh, okay. <laughs> another show. Okay. Well, maybe we can add Leftovers to the list. Well, I'll tell you what, on the Leftovers is on the list. Who is leftovers it? Leftovers is on the list. Okay. It's Actually, it's right above Heroes. Oh, they work together or not? Bloody love Heroes. Yeah. Let me stick with Flash Forward. Okay. And we'll leave Leftovers and Heroes together and maybe do them... Maybe the week after. Perhaps maybe the week after. Okay. 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 Flipping it. So I'm sorry that was such hard work. No, I think people would like to know our process. So, so there you go. It's not always an obvious thing to. No. So okay, I'm going to go with flash forward. So fast forward which, versus timeless. Which, which, by the way, until yeah. we started doing this podcast, yeah. If you'd have asked me what my favourite first episode of any television show ever made was, yeah, this is it. Flash forward. Yes. It's a great until first. until we did this podcast. Yeah. And I started having my eyes open to other shows. 
I would have considered this the greatest pilot episode wow. on the planet. I'd like to revisit it, because so I remember loving really it. really good to go and watch it back now yeah. with a notepad and really watch it properly. Yeah. Flash forward and... Timeless. Timeless. Starring Abigail Spencer. And is that Netflix, Amazon, what is that? Um, I don't quite we'll know. We'll find it somewhere. We'll find out. I think it might be... It wasn't an American network, but it might have gone to Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Well, if we find it online somewhere, we will tweet links to it so you can watch yeah. it in the next seven days whilst uh, we do, and then when we gather rounds again uh, in a week's time, mm-hmm. um, any thoughts are welcome. You can do those on Twitter. Yeah. At Jed Shepherd. At Jed Shepherd on Twitter, which is J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. Beautiful. So good to do that. <laughs> you can do it in time again, though, yeah. Uh, and I'm on Twitter at the Jellyman. That's T H double E Jellyman. Yeah. Uh, so tweet us. Um, not only your thoughts on the, what you've heard us wanging on about, but your suggestions as well. Your shows that you're watching, yeah. stuff you love, you can't get enough of. Hashtag put it on the list. Hashtag put it on the list, and we will. And we'll put your suggestions at the top, so we'll get yeah. through yours before all our other ones that we've done. Yeah. Um, if you haven't subscribed already and you've uh, stumbled upon this for the first time, thank you very much. But yep. you can find us on iTunes or via postpoppodcast.com mm-hmm. forward slash the pilot. Uh, and you can download it or stream it from there as well as you can on iTunes. Yep. Um, cool. Take 67 next week. Flash forward Ooh. and timeless. Brilliant. And uh, that just leaves me to say, see you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. Crocodile.